What's going on, guys? It's Christian Waffer here, live at Assembly Hall. This is Ball from Assembly Hall podcast. I'm Christian Wofford. I'm your co-host. Derek Elson, rocking with you guys today live from Assembly Hall. This is cool, man. Oh, We're man. live in front man, of everybody. Man, I can't believe this, man. It's been a long time since me and Derek got really sat down in Assembly Hall. Last time I was in, in Assembly Hall, I didn't get a chance to see my boy. So, man, I'm happy to see you, bro. It's going to be a great day today, man. I feel like we're going to have a good time. We're going to come out. And we're going to perform at the, at the highest level, man. So let's get right into it, Derek. Why not? Why not? And, you know, for everybody who knows out there, doesn't know, we got a big test today. Number two, Kansas is in the building. Right. Um, you know, see, let's talk about them a little bit because, you know, when you look at this Kansas team, you look at last year when we played Kansas at Kansas, a lot of people don't realize that when you go into Jayhawk Arena, you don't get a win. Nah, nah, nah. And hopefully – when they come in here, they don't get a win as well, man. I think it's a big advantage, you know, playing these type of games at your home court for sure, man, especially when you're, when you're a team that's, you know, young like we are, that's thriving. We need the crowd. We're going to need the support of everybody in the building to get to where we need to get. And I think the big thing for us is, you know, our fan base, um, you know, even for me, like I got the chills right now even talking to you guys. Like when this place is electric at the start of a game, it is absolutely – there's no environment like this. Um, and one of the key things tonight, see, I think, mm-hmm. is the fact that, you know, we're used to their, their main guy. You know, Hunter Dickinson playing at, sure. at, at Michigan, I don't think scares anybody just because we're so used to him playing in the Big Ten for the last four years. And, you know, granted, he's put up some great numbers this year. Um, he's got a great supporting cast with him, with K.J. Adams, and I, I think he's going to be a bear today. But – I don't think this is one of those Kansas teams where it's like, man, you got Grady Dick, you've got Wilson, you've got scores from every single angle. I think it's, you know, the ball's going to go down to Hunter, and, mm-hmm. you know, we're used to that. I agree, bro. Uh, but on the flip side of that, with Hunter playing in here, I do think that's going to – he'll be able to level them out a little bit just because he's used to playing on Assembly Hall. But I agree. I mean, they're heavy – they're a top-heavy team. They only play, what, five or six players, yeah. bro. So I think if yeah. we do our number – on Hunter Dickinson, uh, we should be fine. I know we got, it's going to be a big-time matchup between Ware and Hunter Dickinson. I know everybody's, you know, looking up to that. But we can't, but we can't forget about their uh, McCullough and Adams and those other, those other guys, yeah. bro. I think they're good players as well. And, you know, it's going to be a test today. But I think as long as we, you know, keep this thing close, I feel like down the stretch we'll be able to pull off and get a, get, and get a win like we need. Yeah, I think everybody's kind of uh, anticipating, um, you know, especially in shoot-around. See if Xavier Johnson comes out here. And I, I don't know his situation. Uh, you know, Coach Woodson got on Twitter the other day and kind of said that, um, you know, he's out. He doesn't know, you know, how long he's out. I don't know if that's a ploy. Um, I think now he's been out close to about a month. Yep. And so that's a little disheartening. I hope he's able to give us – you know, if anything else, man, he's, he's that one guy that we talk about that can go downhill. He can be sporadic at times, but he can also open up the lane. He can get – he can drive. He can dish. And if nothing else, man, we kind of need that on the defensive end. You know, we just got done with uh, our last game was Auburn, and we started out really, really hot, but then we just kind of fizzled out, and the game ended the way it did. So I feel like we need that one guy, that one piece. If it's not him, who else is going to step up today and really be a factor for us to stay in this game? Well, I think it's going to be a little bit of a committee, Derek. I got a chance to come down here yesterday. I was able to sit in the coach's office and talk to him a little bit about X situation right now. Um, I think it's more of a situation where he's scared. He don't want to do the same thing that happened to his to, yeah. his, to him last year. So he's you know taking it being very slow, being very precautious. I know it's we want to win this game. Don't get it twisted. I feel like this is our last probably huge uh, non conference game that we can win. Yeah. That, you yeah. know that'll really like boost us and get us a good seat in the tournament or whatever whatever the case may be. But at the same time, like I feel like the Big Ten is where we need it, and I think that's where the coaching staff is at with X. You know what I'm saying? Going yeah. into the Big Ten season, I feel like we, we we need to be successful there before. So I don't I don't I don't plan on seeing X tonight, uh, but it's going to take a committee, bro. We need a, we need Trey Galloway to have a good game today. Um, he's going to have to take over some point guard duties behind Gabe Cups, is, you know, when he comes out of the game and stuff like that. Yeah, for me, see, I, I've looked at Twitter. You know, I I, I talked to a couple of these guys. Uh, there's a stat out there per 100 threes. You know, we're kind of last in the Big Ten, not just Big Ten, but college basketball in general. We're one of the last teams. And I think that flows into a little bit of what happened in Auburn. I think we started the game three or four from three. Right. And then I think we drank the tea a little bit. 
Like uh-huh. I think we settled for threes tonight. If if you know, obviously, if the um, opportunity presents itself to knock down an open three, I think we take it. We shoot it, obviously, but I don't want us to live and die by it. Because if we do, you know, with a guy so good like Hunter Dickinson is down low. I don't want to say it's a guaranteed bucket, but you've got a really good chance that he can draw a foul. He can get our guys in foul trouble. He can make a tough shot. Uh, we send it, He gets sent to the free throw line quite a bit. So for me, like you said, it's a little bit of collective. I don't want us to you know, live and die by the three, but also we have to take them if they're there. And I, and I know we're not shooting the best percentage this year, mm-hmm. but you know, there's a reason when you move the ball, you've got open shots. We've got to make sure the guys that are shooting the threes there's a reason why they're not wide open. If you know what I'm saying, like For sure. some of these guys shoot a three and like there's a reason why you were wide open because they want you to shoot that shot. But, you know, it's something that we can't just shy away from because we have to knock down threes to stay and compete and win this game. No doubt. I think this is going to be a battle of the bigs, bro. I think, I think we're going to pack the paint. I think they're going to pack the paint. I think, you know, we're just going to have to take the open shots and we're going to have to make them, bro. Yeah, um, I think a lot of guys. I, I mean, they they play a lot of inside out action. We we play a lot of inside out action. So I think it's just going to be a clash, a clash of bigs tonight, bro. If I was you, I bet the under. <laughs> I bet the I bet the under, bro. Because I don't know. Gods out I there. don't know. I don't know how much you know. How many threes we're gonna take, or how many threes we're gonna make? But I know we're gonna have definitely have a lot of opportunity. It's a little weird, to be honest with you. I I can't believe it. Especially you know the line hasn't really moved. Um, right. Um, I don't know if they're waiting on Xavier News. I don't know if Xavier News has come out. But even if it has come out, the fact that the line hasn't really moved, um, it gives us, uh, you know, I I think that uh, the bookies know that this is going to be kind of a tougher game than what the public might think it is. For sure. And if you guys are paying attention at home, watching the show, see what's back in the building, I don't know if they had online gambling when we were playing. But I can promise you this, there wasn't a shot in hell that anybody gave us outside of this arena for us to beat Kentucky when they were number one. So I don't know if you're looking at it as like, hey, wait a second, there might be another watch shot in the building tonight. I, I, hope, it don't, I hope it don't come down to that. I, ain't gonna, <laughs> I, I hope it don't come down to that. But that, that, this atmosphere, bro, is unbelievable. Um, this is Kansas' first true road test, so I think – you know, that's why I think that the line hadn't really moved so much. It's because it's yeah. just it's Kansas' first true road more test. More on Kansas than anything. You know, more on Kansas than anything cause, just because we don't know how they're going to come out and play. But I, I will say they got a lot of veteran presence over there with uh, Texas, with the guy from Texas Tech. He's a fifth-year senior. Yeah. McCullough. Uh, KJ. KJ. Um, and, and Hunter Dickinson as well, bro. So I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to this day, man. I think it's going to be a great – I think it's going to be a great game, great atmosphere. Ooh. And, boy, the Hoosiers need this win bad, boy. We need to get that sour taste out of our mouth from all. Man, I tell you what, I couldn't believe it. I can't believe what I'm seeing right now. The doors have opened here about 30 minutes ago. People are flooded in here. And this is, uh, this is an environment you definitely want to be at. If you haven't been able to experience a game like this, I think the first five minutes will give you, I, I don't know, it, it seems like every time we come back to one of these things, Purdue at home, North Carolina last year. Right. Like, that first five minutes, man, even going out there for warm-ups and seeing the crowd get into it, you know they're going to give Hunter hell. Mm-hmm. So you want to be a part of that. You want to hear that. It's like, damn, man. Mate, yeah, and and Hunter, Hunter, one of those players, bro, he's going to antagonize the crowd, oh, too. Oh, absolutely. He's going to make them, you know, do what he do. So I can't blame him for that. But but I think, you know, I'm, I'm like, man, uh, maybe I'll oil this thing back up. No, and, uh, Derek, no, don't you do it, bro. <laughs> don't you do it. I don't want I don't you, I don't want you on TV. Want... I don't want to thank you. I don't want to see you on TG table. Yeah, yeah, uh, all night in the cold tub. All yeah, night. back there with him. But now nah, let's transition a little bit, man. We got some. Uh, we want to talk some nil. Uh, we got some guys here that want to sit down and talk some nil, man. So we'll transition into that. You know, alongside us are um, two guys from Hoosier Connect, and we're gonna let them kind of introduce themselves, introduce what they do. But for Christian and I, one of the big things, one of the big topics here for the last year and a half has been nil, right. and you know, I think. The world today, the world of college basketball is kind of shifting to this, I don't want to say pay-for-play type player, but it's also it's, it's one of those things where guys are able to now get a little bit of money, you know, do some jersey sales, do some things. And, and that's why we wanted to open it up. So with us today, we've got Tyler Harris. We've got former player Colin Hartman. Um, they put this thing together, um, and I'm going to let you guys obviously dive into this, but this has been a, a couple years in the making, and just kind of wanted to get your take on who you guys were and how this thing really came about with IU. Go ahead, Tyler. 
Yeah, so I'm Tyler Harris. I'm the executive director of Hoosiers for Good and Hoosiers Connect. Um, and, and really when NIL came about, we wanted to create a model that was sustainable but provided great opportunities for athletes at IU and, and make a big impact, keep us nationally relevant. So we've got two separate organizations. One's Hoosiers for Good, which is our charitable model that really allows athletes get out the community, leave the mark in the community, and really amplify the message of all of our charity partners. And then Hoosiers Connect, um, which Colin really runs the day-to-day -day of, is, is a new new twist to NIL, allows members to get involved, get some really unique things in return, and then really be a part of something and impact you know, uh, the performance out on the court. So I'll let Colin speak about that. Yeah, and like, like Tyler and Derek said, my name is Colin Hartman. I uh, played basketball at IU for five years. It feels like forever ago. How do you think it feels for us? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you guys are getting out, okay? Yeah, yeah. No doubt. <laughs> but, yeah, now we're the old heads, right? You come back, tell all the sure. kids. <laughs> um, but, no, so like Tyler said, I kind of handle the day-to-day -day for Hoosiers Connect. And like Tyler said, that we have Hoosiers for Good, which is a charitable model. We like to say Hoosiers Connect is the access model, right? right. Whether you're a business or an individual, we try to do things and, and create experiences for businesses and individuals to be able to interact and access the athletes, whether that's through signed memorabilia, exclusive events, unique experiences, stuff like that, um, to be able to allow the fan base to engage with the athletes and, you know, get to know them. And, you know, from, from a past player's perspective, and Christian and, and, and Derek and Tyler played college basketball as well, but getting to know, especially at, at, at IU, it's such a it's such a big environment, right? It's such a big yeah. job to be an IU basketball player. And one thing that we try to do is get the fans to be able to interact with the players and the athletes um, through all across all sports to kind of figure out who the individual is underneath the jersey, right? right, right, right. That, that it's not just, you know, all wins and losses, right? Like people got stuff going on, people have families. Um, at the end of the day, these 17 to 22-year-old kids, right? Unless, you know, you're COVID year and you got six or seven years, right? That's what it's given. We got, we got a lot of old guys in college basketball yeah, now. We so got, I don't want that too. X falls in that category. Right. Um, but so that, those are the kind of things that we try to do. We, we help businesses engage um, in NIL because it's still a new space, right? We're two-plus years in, um, but a lot of people don't know how to, how to interact with an athlete, how to, how to uh, reach out to an athlete about an NIL deal, how to structure the agreement. Uh, via NCA rules, state rules, regulations. And so we kind of have a white glove uh, solution for people and, and businesses and individuals to kind of engage with the athlete, understand market value, um, structure the contracts to, be, to where it's in the best interest of the business and the athlete, um, and just kind of help people navigate that. And, and if we allow different avenues, we have you know, one-time contributions for fans, recurring contributions for fans. We're, we sell merchandise on HoosiersConnect.com. Um, but we kind of try plug. to give fans the plug, the plug. shameless plug. <laughs> um, but we allow fans to kind of engage in that space where, you know, they wouldn't otherwise really have an avenue or know how to do. And I think you hit on a really key thing. And I know a lot of people have reached out to, reach out to Christian uh, and I over Twitter YouTube, you know, we get comments a lot, Instagram, on like, you know, NIL comments. And even, you know, I've got buddies, we talk about NIL all the time. The numbers are crazy, but it's not just here's $100,000 go. Mm -hmm. Like, I've, I've been a part of some of these NIL collective events, thanks to Colin Tyler for having me come out there. And one of the coolest things that we've done is, you know, obviously I, I, I love to play golf. And so when we were down at French Lick, playing golf, having dinner with some of these players around the table, like that was awesome for me to not just like look at it and go, here's $100,000, I hope you have a great season. It's like, let me get to know you a little bit. Let me ask you like, and it's no big deal to answer how you want to answer for a player, but yeah. some of these guys, like a lot of this money goes towards their family. And, yeah. and, and you know, one, one instance that comes to mind every time we talk about this is like, uh, we played with a player, and I'm not going to mention his name, but you played with a player. Yep. Um, and when we went to go pick him up, when he transferred into IU, when we went to go pick him up, he had a trash bag. And we asked him where his bags were, and he said, what do you mean? I got my bags right here. Yep. And so yeah, I know a lot of people see the, you know, the Shador Sanders, uh, you know, a couple of these big names. <laughs> it's like the 0.1% of guys yeah. that are making, like, these buku dollars. It's not like that, really, for out, throughout – you know, the entirety of college basketball, college football, you know, a lot of these guys take this money and you see it, like you see it with our football guys. I, I follow a couple of football players that say like, 
If it wasn't for NIL, my mom would have never come been able to see a football game. Yep. So it's things like it's not just here's money and, and go blow it. It's it's money going to good use and, and and along with that, you get to understand, you get to know who and why this money going to this player. And I think that's the coolest thing. Yeah. I mean, see what you could probably speak to it, but you know, we do have, and Tyler, we, we have a lot of athletes that do just say, hey, send the check home to mom, right? Whether it's right. to pay for rent, mortgage, medical bills. Uh, we had one instance, uh, an athlete, and I won't name him, uh, but we had an athlete last year, this just past year, um, you know, he's got a wife and two kids right. in college. And you think about it, you know, we're all parents up here. Um, you think about it, he wouldn't have got, been able to go to college at all probably, if it weren't for NIL. For sure. Because for sure. you're going to pay. Had, he would have had responsibilities. Yeah, sure. He would have had to get an hourly job or go try to find a job. He definitely wouldn't have prospects for the NFL. But now with, with NIL in place, he has all these opportunities, right? And it's not life-changing money, but it's enough to get him by right. to provide for his family, to go to college and navigate these different avenues of opportunities that he now has through NIL. And if it wasn't for NIL, none of that would happen. He wouldn't have gone to college, wouldn't have played football, wouldn't have had prospects for the NFL, X, Y, and Z. So... Um, there's a lot of cool things, and Tyler can even tell some stories about, you know, other other student athletes that are just doing some really, really, really cool things. I got a question. I mean, I, I see I see a lot of crazy numbers being thrown out there. <laughs> yeah. NIL. How much of that is really real? Like, as far as you know, the numbers wise, I know a lot of people see crazy things on, you know, whether it's on social media or online or wherever. How real are those numbers as far as players? No, that's the challenge in this environment is there's a lack of transparency, you know, and we've seen some very recently on the football side of just see these astronomical numbers. And, um, you know, because of the lack of the transparency, we we don't know. Um, That's what really makes it hard. I'd be highly surprised, you know, at some of those numbers out there. Um, But, you know, again, people just want to win, too. So I guess I wouldn't put it past some folks, (laughs) but. Now, the, the other point that you guys were hitting on, and I think it's important too, is um, you know we're talking about how it impacts football and basketball and, and those sports, and it does great things, send checks home to mom. But there's five, I think there's five sports at IU where they get full scholarships. Yeah. All these other sports that we're able to make an impact on, they're supplementing their educational costs with NIL, and so they're leaving college with less debt, which I think is an important factor too. Yeah, right? for sure. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything you guys think? I mean, looking at it right now is just personal question for both of you. Is there something that you guys would like to see change with NIL? Do you guys think it's going down the right path? I yeah, mean, like, like what it looked like five from ten years from now. What does NIL look like five to ten years from now? And you what do you think? Yeah, you know, I think it'll be NIL will still be around, right? You've got you know cats out of the bag. You know, this this NIL will forever happen. Um, but I, but I think water will find its level, right? Whether it's the schools that are getting involved more directly or it's organizations like ours that are still able to make an impact, water will find its level. Um, so NIL is here to stay, and that's what we try to tell everybody. Mm-hmm. But, but I think the next iteration of college sports is revenue sharing, and I think that's a couple yeah. years fr- from now. Sure. And um, you know, who, do, who are we kidding ourselves? What has college athletics always done? They've always tried to one-up each other, right? All these right. schools yep. right. started with facilities, coaches' salaries, nutrition, whatever it may be. I don't think NIL will be any different. You'll always have these outside organizations that are helping provide bigger opportunities to attract, attract and retain talent. Well, I got to ask you, Colin. Because, oh, Lord. Because, <laughs> hey, and this is, see why and I talk about this quite a bit, yeah. right? And, you know, we, we were part of, you know, the last number one team. Yep, for a long you, time. For a long time. You were a part of that Yogi Sweet 16. Another, yeah. another Big Ten championship team. Yeah, Big Ten championship, Sweet Big 16. Ten championship. Yeah. So do you ever look at it on the side of like, damn, what could have been? Or because a lot of people, and, and you know, I'm not going to name drop. I do. I do. <laughs> the watch shot, you would have made some better oh, on that. Hey, oh, God. Hey, let's, let's. Hey, we're going to talk about that off camera. See if we can get a little uh, alumni. NIL or something you, guys, you guys went to college too early. Collins said I played college, but my NIL, NIL value is maybe a free cheese pizza. You, know, you guys went way too early. Well, I, I didn't I, miss I, out. I've also got a story of, of getting a slap on the wrist for putting jelly on a peanut butter bagel. <laughs> <laughs> and it was deemed a, an impermissible meal. That's and now you crazy. got guys walking around with all this money. Rolls Royces and stuff, yeah. Uh, Colin, does it ever, like, do you ever look at it as, like, damn, this could have been, like, what could have been? Or are you just like, you know what? Like, I, 
you know, I'm kind of I'm torn in between because it seems like you know every year there's there's a new shoe, there's a new set of jerseys, yeah. there's a, there's a new trip that beat guys are able to go on that like everybody kind of from the previous whatever generation decade, gen- like, right, generation whatever. like they always miss so do you look at it as like man i missed the boat or like this is just what it is and 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 here we go now let's try to make it best for everybody who's here you know i i, I so i always say like i wouldn't be rich but i'd have more than i do right now right <laughs> right um but at the same time you know it's it's interesting because you kind of paved the way right it's all kind of a progression i mean even if this is probably not going to be relative but look at the Look at the players before the three-point line. Right, right. Like right. Sure. when the three-point line changed, um, you know, and the guys that that are on have scoring records that didn't even have the three-pointer. Right. right? Um, you know, I, I think you know, and there's a lawsuit out there right now that you know kind of expands <laughs> x amount of time for you know the players that missed the NIL boat that could get a little bit, but yeah. it's not going to be anywhere near what the athletes are getting right, today. Right. And you might oh, miss yeah, the boat yeah. time-wise. You're too old. <laughs> See what? <laughs> uh, but, you know, I, I don't, I, I think, you know, from, it's cool for me to be able to be involved with the alma mater. Um, you know, it kinda, it's, it's kind of a help out in the environment we're in now, right? Yeah. There's always that what if, yeah. you know, I think, I don't know if, who was it? I, Tyler, maybe you, know, you and I and some other people were talking about it the other day. Is like, you know, the teams that were hyper successful, you know, over, you know, three, four year periods, right? Uh, or have really, really big years. You know, some of, some, of, some of those athletes could be making, you guys could have made like, you guys probably would have made two, 300 grand. Yeah, for sure. You know, and so it's stuff like that. It's like, well, that's life changing money, right? Yeah, Especially right. in college. Um, so I, I I try not to look at it that way, but there's always that, like, dang, what if? I think that's the hardest part of, like... It is, but, like, you can't change it, so it's just, like, it is what it is. Why dwell on it? Yeah, and so kind of just navigating and doing my part in this this space now to just make my impact um, however I can. And, you know, one thing that Tyler and I have the privilege of doing now is having been out of college, been in the working world, have families, is try to do what we can to build relationships with the athletes and mentor them, right? Right. Um, and you're only as good as the circle you surround yourself with. And so teaching them to, you know, NIL is great. And even if we had NIL when we were in college, we wouldn't have retired after college. Right. And neither are these athletes. For sure. And so helping them understand of, from our perspective, we didn't get to go to the networking events. We didn't get to go to the, the, the career fairs and stuff like that, that that I provides for the typical students right and so this is a unique opportunity for athletes to be in an environment where they're shaking hands with some of the most influential and powerful people in the state of Indiana and across the country and so some of the advice that we give the student athletes is yeah take the check and all that's great but take note and start building relationship with the hand that you're shaking the person that's cutting that check because whether you go pro or not like if you don't go pro there's job opportunities, right? But if you go pro and you want investment opportunities, right? Yeah. There's those avenues too. So like understanding that the second, because vol- NIL is voluntary, right? We have athletes that don't care about social media, don't care about NIL and turn deals down, right? That we that we t- approach them with. Oh yeah, I heard wow. some guys turn crazy deals down. Oh, right? and, and so they just choose not to do it, right? It's not their thing right. or whatever. And so like the second that you sign a contract or enter in an agreement, you are going to be treated as a professional. Wow. For sure. And so understanding that you have to conduct yourself as such um, at such a young age is hard. No doubt. I, I was talking to Coach Yaw about this, bro. It's just, it's crazy because, like, you see a lot of players making a lot of money, but, you know, they're so young, bro. Like, they could be done making, you know, this might be the most money they ever, ever. make in their life. Ever. Yeah. You could be done. This is at, the pinnacle. Like, in college, like, 20, 21, 22 years old, this is the most money you're going to make. People don't realize that you got to live past that. Like yep. when you turn 30, 32, like we, we, like we are, you know, you got a, a lot of life in front of you. So I hope guys are really taking that money and know what to do with that money. You well, know what I'm saying? That's the hard thing, especially with like the, 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 the footballs and the basketballs, you know, specifically you can throw baseball in there. We're like, oh, I guarantee you everybody on our teams, on your teams, thought they were going pro. Absolutely. For right. Sure. Everybody did. Everybody had aspirations like I can just grind. I'm going to figure it out, work it out. And so like understanding that there's going to have to be at some point, no matter what, even if you do go pro, even, there's, yeah, no there's going to be life after the ball. Yeah, for sure. Whatever that ball does, whether you hit it with a bat, bounce it, kick it, throw it, whatever, 
Like that ball's gonna stop at some point. Yeah. And so the relationships that you have the opportunity now in the NIL environment to build with with individuals that you would never have gotten the experiences or the opportunities to meet in the NIL environment. Uh-huh. And so like helping them navigate that and understand that is hard, right? Because you think yeah. about as uh, us as athletes, back when we were 18, 19, 20-year-old kids, right. like we were on top of the world, yeah. right? How y'all, how y'all balance the two, bro? I mean, y'all got, got football. Like you said, we got football and basketball. Football probably is the most, the biggest financial part. Like how do you balance the support of two programs, you know what I'm saying, as far as basketball and football? You know, it's, it's, it's a challenge, right? You know, we, we never want to offer something that we can't deliver. And so we're always fundraising. We're always, you know, talking to these athletes, trying to provide these great opportunities. And it's a quick process, right, especially with the transfer portal the way it is now. And so, you know, it, it is a balance, but we want to impact all these sports. And so we go every day trying to figure out ways where we can create value, create these opportunities for all athletes. Um, and, our, and our goal next year is to raise probably $8 million for, for all the sports at IU, and I, I think we'll get there. Yeah. Wow. Uh, it's crazy money, right? And that's the thing is one of our biggest initiatives now is, you know, when NIL first came out, you saw all these billionaires and, and people with net worths, hundreds of millions, right, cutting multimillion-dollar checks. Um, but in terms of longevity and where I think IU has – we have a unique opportunity is strength in numbers, right? If you have every fan in Assembly Hall today sign up for $10 a month, right? right, That changes the trajectory of an NIL program. And so one of our biggest initiatives right now is the strength in numbers approach and getting the masses involved. It doesn't have to, because everybody thinks, oh, well, the millionaires are going to take care of it. It's like, yeah, for a while, right? Right. If you had a million dollars, how? Get when, you out of a pinch. When, when, when would you get tired of cutting that check? Right. Right. And so where it's going to come in is, is our entire fan base getting on board and supporting the program, getting these experiences, getting access to stuff um, in return. But also, you know, it's the mission, right? Everybody's passionate about IU, right. um, IU basketball, IU football, and all the other IU sports. Women's basketball has been phenomenal. Baseball, soccer, um, swimming and diving. You know, we have very prolific programs here. And so just getting behind it, getting $10, $20 a month makes a difference. Whereas when NIL came out, I think a lot of the narrative was, oh, my $10 won't matter. Right. Right. But it, right. it does when everybody's doing it. Yeah. yeah. And for the first time, you know, for the first time, the most, this, is the, this is the way to make the, the, the most direct impact ever that, that a fan has ever been able to do, right? They can impact the, the, you know, the field of competition or sure. on the court. And so having the ability to make that direct impact for the first time ever is something I think is really exciting. Yeah. And the crazy thing is that that impact can happen in a matter of months right. with the way the world is with NIL now. Like if you, it's, you, know, you put your name on a building and you donate to give money to get your name on a locker room or something like that, yeah. that's going to take a couple of years. Right. But you can impact the program directly today through NIL because yeah. it's the most fat. It's the fastest great. way to yeah. change the trajectory of a program overnight. It is, yeah. no doubt about it. And I think you know a big thing for me when I look around. I, I just think like, you know, you got to get the quality of sport yep. at an all-time high. And I think you know the Signetti hire is huge. Uh, I think Woody's got a role in here. So I think you know you look at these programs who are trending in the right direction, and you just think like, yeah, I want to get behind a program that isn't necessarily where it used to be but it's a lot better than where it was yep and i actually have a chance to help that out because at the end of the day i mean you guys have said it multiple times the way of the world is nil and a lot of times that comes with um you know recruiting and, yeah. and a lot of those kids you know wanting to say like hey can i make some money to help my family out of a bad situation or yep. am i just that good that i'm gonna pay you a lot of money and you're gonna change the program <laughs> so yeah. i don't know it just it's the wild west we love it we appreciate you guys from coming appreciate on, y'all coming yeah, on thank, thank you, you guys, guys for thank us. you yeah, yeah this has been a lot of fun very informative so we appreciate it and i think that wraps it up for us What's going on, guys? I'm Christian Wofford. I'm your host. I got my guest right here, super senior, Trey Galloway. Finally made it to be a senior. Do you ever think this day would come? It feels like yesterday being a freshman. I mean, it goes by quick. Um, but, I mean, it's a different role. Um, the captain now, so it's, it's, been, it's been great. Um, it's, it's, been a, it's been a fun journey, a long journey. Um, but to say that I'm a senior, it, it kind of hasn't really hit yet, but um, it's been great. Being somewhere four years, I know that's big, especially being a hometown kid. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? From Carmel and stuff like that. but. You remember like what it was like getting your first letter from, from IU? 
freshman year, I, I, we had like a team camp here because um, they had those in the summer. Um, and I, I remember kind of just talking to, to Coach Miller, um, and he, he, was the, he was the kind of the guy that really started it off. Um, so it's pretty cool hearing it from the head coach. Who would be your all-time Indiana starting five if you had to? All-time, okay. All-time. Yep. Point guard, um, you're just going to be five. Yeah. I'll go with, uh, obviously, Isaiah Thomas at the one. Okay. Can't go wrong with, with Zeke. Mm -hmm. Can't go wrong um, with that. I'll, I'll do Calvert Chaney at the four. Okay. I like that. Yeah. I like that. I'll play him at the four. Mm -hmm. I'll go Eric Gorn at the two. Easy at the two. Yeah. And then my five, I'll, I'll put Trace in there at the you five. Got the Trace at the five. You got yep. the three, though. My three, no, I'm going to go. I'm gonna go small ball and put um, Vic in there. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Can't go wrong with that, bro. You ain't showing no love to the old heads besides yeah, Calvin. <laughs> I think, I I think you did that because he's on the staff, bro. But yeah, it's cool. We love you, Calvin. I can, I can put, I can put, I can put Woody in there maybe. But what would freshman Trey admire about the senior Trey? Just sticking with it um, through the ups and downs. And I think I mean, I, I've had to battle through some adversity with some injuries, um, but I think just there's a lot of times I could have really just kind of sat back and kind of just complained. Mm -hmm. um, but I really, I really fought, fought through it, um, and, and kept going. I think the biggest thing for me was just staying consistent with my work, um, and it, it showed. Um, I've been able to put myself on the court and put myself in positions to help our team win. What's one goal that you set out for yourself this season that you wanted to accomplish? Um, Big Ten Championship. Good luck tomorrow, bro. I'll appreciate be in attendance. It. I know we're going to get this thing rolling, bro, get this yeah. thing done. Yes, sir. Finish strong. Yeah. Appreciate you, bro. We back. What's going on? We here live in Assembly Hall, Ball from Assembly Hall podcast. I'm joined right now with two good friends of mine. I uh, live in St. Louis. My boy Alex Rich right here. And we got Tom Ackerman right here, man. Appreciate you guys coming on. Man. We enjoyed you guys, man. Been knowing you went to dinner with these two guys last night. Had a great time. Had I didn't get that meal. phone call. I didn't get that phone call. <laughs> Sorry, bro. We, 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 we need to save the food for everybody else, dude. So <laughs> we can't invite you to stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, man. So I'm happy to have you guys on, bro. We're going to let y'all fire a couple questions at us, however y'all want to do it. Yeah. We're just going to have fun. For sure. Thanks for having us. Well, this is great, man. Just being back in Bloomington by itself, but then with you guys, man, like, especially the two of you together, it was like magical times. I feel like we never left, you know? I see what, and I say that all the time, Rich. It's like, one, we love the podcast. We love being able to talk basketball, but, like, I get to see Christian like on a weekly basis, whereas right. like a lot of us are, you know, when we get back together, it's, you see them for the first time in a year, maybe even two years. So like, right. the yeah. fact that we are able to get on here and talk about this, man, it's awesome. Yeah, it is oh, great. It's, it is home. It feels like home. And I guess that would be my question for you. I'll start with you. What, why do you think so many alums come back here? I mean, obviously the basketball is fun. Uh, it's nice to be back in campus. Well, what is the draw always? Why do we keep coming back year after year? Uh, to be honest with you, I, I, the basketball is fun, but I, I don't think that's the reason why any of us get back together. I, I think it's an opportunity for us to get under one roof. But, I mean, I, I'm going to speak for myself and not see, but for me, like, this is where all of these relationships were formed. And, you know, there hasn't been one wedding where – a guy wasn't invited and it, you yep. could pick up the phone and, and yep. tell the same story <laughs> and it, it's just like you never left and it's just something about this place we forged so many memories good and bad and that's what has built the relationships that we have today it's it's we we always used to talk when we were playing here we'd be in the locker room we have our own frat house and it's right here and our frat house was just 13 of uh, some of the closest dudes you could ever be not only because we were good friends but also we went through a lot of tough times yeah and we right. went through a lot of hard shit and it's just fun to get back together and tell those old stories i do feel like college basketball is different than most sports christian because while we're going to school here we may not know you guys when you play but we walk the same pathways to class as you sure. we hang out at the same places and when you're an alum and you watch the kids play, you're like, well, I walked the same pass as that kid is. There is a camaraderie there. That's why I think we feel so close to the team, don't you think? Yeah, no doubt about it, man. I echo what Derek's saying. I think it's just I think it's just the love here. You know what I'm saying? With me not living here and me always coming back here, it's a different feeling for me. You know, it's always every time I come back, I feel like, dang, maybe I should move to Indiana just because of 
the camaraderie, the guys, uh, you know, seeing familiar faces that you hadn't seen in a long time. Just the, just the amount of love that you get, you know, being a part of this historic program, man, it's just second to none. You know, we were we were talking about that at dinner last night about because I was part of that 2013 College World Series yeah. group that yeah. with the baseball team here, and like it's hard to explain that those teams are just different, right? Like, no and doubt. that is like couldn't couldn't ring more true with your group of guys. It was like you get together. It's like you never skip a beat, but it's like hard to explain that feeling because when that group is together, man, it's just. It's just completely different. You don't know until you've experienced yeah, it. It's, yeah, it's, it's hard to explain. Like I tell everybody, bro, the connected, like we was a real connected group. You know, everybody was, was for everybody. Everybody loved everybody. Everybody hung out on the court, off the court, and it just made everything better. You know what I'm saying? Like those last two years, bro, like I said, I probably never have fun playing basketball like that again. No you way. know, it was like playing with your brothers like every day. Like I'd be seeing these guys and I'd be like, Dang, man, like we really used to see each other every single day. And you just go from from seeing each other every single day to when it's over, it's over. You know what I'm saying? So I try to tell tell these guys, man, y'all embrace it. Y'all have fun because y'all never going to play with a set of egoless people like you, like it is now. You know what I'm saying? It'll never never be like that again. And, and, And that's what echoes my point of like, man, we started getting this thing going. Evan Turner reached out to us about doing this podcast. And I wanted nothing more than to just sit in front of a screen and just even if it's the five minutes before we get rolling, it's like, here's Christian, man. What's Macy doing? Because we both have daughters now. And it's like, it, it's so cool. Even like when you intertwine the wives, like all the wives get together with all of us. And it's just like, yeah, we have our stories. And then our wives probably think we're idiots. Man. We, sell, we tell the same story at the, the wedding. At the wedding. Man, it's cra- the, the, all, the, all the wives and the girlfriends, they all know like. They're gonna they're gonna just sit back and watch yep. this all yep. unfold. Yep. A mi- somebody's gonna grab a microphone. Somebody's gonna sing that, a song. Absolutely, it, it's just it, it's wild, man. And, and you know, it, I look at it as like you know, I have two daughters. Christian has two daughters, and like, man, I struggle to get to ten o'clock sometimes uh, on a daily basis. You know, putting the daughters down and all the things you gotta do nine to five, and then you get around these guys, and it's like, oh man, it's only three o'clock in the morning, man. Let's. Let's keep it rolling. It's just something about it is just wild. Absolutely. My daughters are 17 and 13, and they come with me now once a year to a game, and they experience what I did, and I love watching it through their eyes, but they experience the joy. They can see a different me when I'm here. They know that this place is different for me. And, you know, the the quick story, not to bring things down a little bit, but my dad passed away right before I went here, and uh, a sudden heart attack. And so this is where I grew up. You know, this is where I became a man. This is where I went through some tough emotions. This is, you know, my friends here are really my brothers. I mean, they really became my family. So I feel very connected and happy every time I'm here. This place means that much to me. I want to ask you guys about, because I don't want to run out of time without asking from my perspective on this kind of platform about a game like this. I mean, you only play Purdue a handful of times here. Right. You only get to play, you know, Michigan, like the pride of wearing the Indiana uniform and matched up against another uniform. But you only get a Kansas one time as a player. You only get a Kentucky, well, now, right. hardly ever, until they finally come back. <laughs> right. Well, what, Seawatt scared him away forever, He man. sure did. <laughs> what, Christian, I will start with you. Like, what is that like to see a, a, a brand like Kansas in this building how does that elevate a player, and what do you think is going to be said to them before they go out? Uh, I just think, you know, at this point in time, bro, when you when you bring a, this type of team in here, the number two ranked Kansas team, it's all it's always one of them things like, bro, if, you, if your heart don't beat fast for this game, if you can't get up for this game, yeah. there's something's wrong with you. You know what I'm saying? Just having the chance to bring those this type of team in here on your home court, uh, get a win, it's just a tremendous thing. Like it doesn't really it doesn't really happen too many times. That's why you really got to seize the moment. And capitalize the moment. Like I know, players in the game, you don't really, you're not really thinking about it, and you know what I'm saying, stuff like that. But when you look back on it and you realize what you what you could have accomplished or what you did accomplish, yeah. it's a magical thing getting to win in this in this arena. See, I think what you just said is like it takes me my thought back to when you guys first started, right? And like you guys, I think you are you're appreciated but i think in a way you're underappreciated specifically your class our class when we were freshmen because we even talked about it at dinner last night like you guys stuck it out like you guys were the key source in bringing indiana basketball 
back to what to what it is today and what it became junior senior year for us right and it was like it was like you can't explain that and like now maybe things are a little different they have the portal they got the nil money and things like that but sticking it out from the beginning it's like you guys helped make this thing back to where we need to be no doubt about it i tell everybody time bro thank god the portal wasn't around just because (laughs) Yeah, oh my, yeah, yeah. Who knows what we would have did there? We was we going through some stories. real dark story. times, yeah, bro, for real. Like, it was a real dark time, you know what I'm saying? So, I think everything happened for a reason, man. Like I said, I'm not one of those players that, you know, look at NIL and look at the portal and be like, I wish I would have been able to do that. You know what I'm saying? It's just, that's just part of the territory. That's what comes with the time, you know. It's part of growing and it's, it's part of it. Yeah. And I think Christian and I have two really good perspectives on a game like this. And, you know, when we were freshmen – you know, John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins, Bledsoe, Patrick Patterson, those guys came into the building. And, you know, Mo Creek went off for 31 in that game. But I think realistically, at least for me, maybe not Christian, but I, I looked at it as like, man, I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm, you know, this country dude from Tipton, Indiana. Uh, I'm 230 pounds. I've never weighed this much in my life, but I have to weigh this much because I'm guarding DeMarcus Cousins. Like, I've got no business being out here. I mean, it's Stacey. But nowadays. when we played and Christian hits the shot in our junior year. All the Gatorade six. All the Gatorade coach Watt, man. Thank God. But then you look at it and you go back to our junior year. So our first two years, we were terrible. And, you know, if we got the win, there's a good chance it was luck. Right, no doubt. I mean, there were some teams that we had that we played that were bad in the Big Ten. But a lot of them, it was just we weren't that good. And then you fast forward to junior, senior. And junior year, we beat Kentucky. I think when we were, like Kristen said, like we were so hyped. We had just won our first couple road games away from Assembly Hall. Something was changing within our group. And when Kentucky rolled around, we looked on the court like, shit. Yeah, no, we like we supposed to win. Like, yeah, right. Like we just feel it. I could really, I could really feel it changing. Yeah. And I tell everybody, like I felt it changing just when Cody Zeller. That's why I say I feel like Cody's. We talked about it at dinner last night. He's one of the underrated mm-hmm. you know, yeah. players of this program because yeah. I just felt like. From the moment he walked in the building, I could feel like a change in the program as far as like what we what we demanded from each other and what we expected and what we felt like we could do. Like my first cup, my first two years, we were just trying not to get blew out. Right. You know, just trying to right. just trying to win, just try just trying to, you know, not get embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think that changed when Cody came. We really felt like we really became a team to where we felt like we were the better team, you know, on most nights that we yeah. could beat anybody at any time. Yeah. That's well said. Like you guys were a group that couldn't be, like you said, on and off the court. You were brothers. No doubt. Like, for real. And you could yeah. see, like, you could just tell the way you guys went out there and played. Going into that Kentucky game, you felt like, you said, like, you have to go in expecting to win that game. No doubt about it. Because you trust everybody else around you. Yeah. No doubt. I think that was the biggest key was trust. And, you know, I don't want to sit here and say it was, you know, a road full of roses. Like, we had our times. Christian and I had our times, whether on and off the court. Hey, like. See what night? No, we had some time. Bro. We Sometimes battled. I didn't even want to come. I didn't come back to school. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. We'll, that's that's yeah. stories. We'll talk about. We'll talk about. Yeah. We'll talk about that later. You know what I'm saying? So it, you. you know, it wasn't all just this this beautiful piece of like, wow, they were so bad. Then all of a sudden, it was so good. Like there were numerous fights. There were m- numerous arguments on and off the court. But we knew at the end of the day, like we were fighting for something bigger. You could see it on a nightly basis. And at the end of the day, when you're all, like, so hungry to not be this team that you were two years previous, like, everybody just, like, I don't know, it just went from, like, wow, we got to win to, like, oh, wow, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. Vic wants to go get some shots up. Will's in there doing some conditioning. Big Phil's in there doing some conditioning Uh with us, which you guys Uh don't know Big Phil, but Big Phil was a part of the team. Frank the Tank. Frank the Tank. No, he was definitely a part of the team. So it was just like everything that was supposed to happen happened at at, at a rate with a group of guys that, like, man, we all wanted just to become killers. Like, we had just been Mm -hmm. embarrassed for the first two years. So, like, this shit's going to start to change and, and, and we got a group that could do it. You could yeah. feel it around campus, seriously. As a student at the time, speaking from that perspective, you could feel what you were – you would go into classes and you would feel it. Like, we, were, we had a lot of classes together. Like, no doubt. You yeah. guys were – like, yeah, it's Indiana basketball. You guys are a big deal. People know who you are. You're a big deal. But, like, when you guys would walk into that classroom and, like, you know, sit front row because that's what you did. You were setting an example around campus. Like, though people weren't athletes around campus or, uh, you know – 
part of clubs or whatever, like people, you were setting an example and people wanted to like, people, people took what you did and like that translated to everything else around campus at that time. And it was like, yeah. you could feel it. Yeah. It was just, it was crazy. Yeah. No doubt. What, what's it like? They say assembly hall is worth seven to 10 points for the home team. So what is that like as a player? I mean, you know what I'm talking about. There's always that moment, whether you're down a little bit and they're like, all right, we got you. We got your back. We're going to will you here. Or you take the lead and they appreciate it and let you know. What does that feel like? And, and how does that help you? I go out there and put the jersey on. And if nothing else, just sit on the bench and just maybe act like you can get out there and play again. I have, especially with what we have in the building today, Hunter Dickinson being a Big Ten guy, I think these fans are going to absolutely lay into him. And it's just going to be an environment that you don't want to miss. But, like, the thing with Indiana basketball is when you get an environment like this, you're playing a number one, number two team. Like, if you get the lead, like, hold on tight because this place is absolutely, you know, you get a lead, then you're going to yeah. stop, you get another store. Like, the building could literally fall in on itself. Or these fans are just so hungry for a close game now. And, and you know, Auburn was Auburn, and, and it, it happened the way it did. But you you start out a little slow. I don't know how you want to present the situation, but if you're down and you get a bucket, this place is just not going to let off the gas. And, and, and they're begging. This group is begging to see some really, really high-caliber basketball. And if they get it, there's just – it's to a point where, like, Kansas, you can't hear yourself. I mean, we're in the huddles. We can't hear ourselves think, let alone what play we got to run. Thank God there's a whiteboard because we wouldn't know what's going on. No doubt. I tell everybody all the time, I feel like every bucket in this building is magnified by two. And I know it felt like that going in, going on a role playing in Purdue as well. When they score two points, it's really like they scored four or five points just because of how the atmosphere is. And I know it just it's draining as a – as an opponent coming into a building like this, coming into it, just because of the the, the 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 atmosphere is so crazy here. So I just tell everybody, like, really, you know, you get a dunk, it's really like five points, on, <laughs> you know, in, in Assembly Hall versus you being away on the road. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's a big advantage for sure. And it's such a different building, you know. It's not there's no design like it. Right. So you're kind of getting it. Your eyes have to adjust to that also, don't you? A little bit. As yeah, a, a little bit. I mean, I, I would. I, I don't know. I don't know. I never really came in here on the other side of things. Yeah. You know, we, we practice in this gym every day, so you know, it, yeah. it's, it becomes a normal. It becomes normal to us. You know what I'm saying? But I know everybody that says that. Everybody that comes in here and plays, like the away team says, says that you know it's just a different environment, a different field playing in here. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you what, I don't know about you guys because you were on the other end of it, but today feels like it did. Kind of when we were in school, a little bit like that Kentucky game, right? But almost like I remember waiting outside for the North Carolina game. North Carolina was highly ranked. Yep. And everybody was lined up 4 or 5 a.m. coming in. And you just knew, like, you knew that they were, they were like, not the favor to win, but, like, everybody expected this team to be. For sure. They were going to be crazy. Yeah. And then we came in and laid down the law. But today's got a very similar feeling, like, in the air. It's an early day game. It's on national TV, like, and it's just different in Bloomington. And, and that's, I don't know about you guys, but that's the feeling I, I, I got today. I told this to Seawatt earlier. I said, you know what? Last year's Kansas team, I think we'd be in really big trouble. Right. We've got a really good player in Hunter Dickinson. But when you see a familiar face, he's he not so big. Right. And he's not so bad. We're not right. scared of him. I feel like we we done played him before. We know what he can do. We know what he can bring to the table. Like, yeah. like it's the same guy from last year. Now, you know they have KJ yeah. Abrams, which I think gives college basketball he's fits tough. every night. I, I, I think he's. I don't think there's a college basketball team out there that wants to see that kid. Um, Hunter Dickinson itself, but Khalil Ware has given us a, a really different player than what was put out there on paper. I think the Indiana sure. fans absolutely have fallen in love with his drive, what he can do around the rim. He can step out and shoot threes. So he's almost like a hunter in himself. He's super long. He's going to block shots tonight. K.J. Abrams is going to be a problem. But this isn't a Kansas like, man, they've got just two yeah, unbelievable yeah, guards. Right. They have this Grady Dick who can shoot it from half right. line. Like They don't have those type of players anymore. So I think to your point, Rich, like I think this, this gets a little interesting. I agree. I'm telling you, I'm ready. I'm ready. Hey, ready. He's ready. Hey, we out Rich here. Ready. We out here. We hey, he's out here. I got one more question, though, for you guys, because I know you uh, were on the coaching staff for a little bit here. Yeah. 
how how is it for you guys, especially Jordy being a, a Bloomington guy, like looking at this team and like he was part of that rebuild and now seeing where we're at now, like how does it make you guys feel looking in from the outside, seeing him as a part of that still where it's like, okay, like, you know, you, you kind of envision like this is where he was always going to kind of be. Absolutely. But like how that's got to make you guys proud on your end of things, right? No doubt about it. I always knew, I always knew that. Uh, I always felt like Jordy was going to end up here. You know, his granddad coached yeah. here. And, yeah. You know, it runs in his blood of being here. So I'm not really surprised by that. I think, I think, I think Jordy battles with it a little bit just because he feel like we should be more, you know, more advanced than what we are now as a program. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, you know, I, I think he's right at home where he needs to be. And he's going to be part of this thing going forward. Uh, we've, we've had some great, he's had some great years here. So I'm, I'm just happy for him. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think, you know, Jordan, when he would come back from overseas, what he would do, he would find any court and he would just train. Mm-hmm. And he would train kids all summer long and then hop back on a plane and go back over right. and, and right. play. So right. Right. for Jordy to be able to do that here with guys who can play at this caliber, uh, there's uh, even for Jordan, Aubrey as well, like I don't think there's any place he'd rather be. There's no way. No doubt about it. And even Calvert too, seeing Calvert yeah. back. Yeah. It's oh, like, yeah, another, another one that, that, like, that was in the trenches with us that helped us through Helped me through a lot of tremendous times, bro. Uh, Calvert, Calvert was very beneficial for us being on that sideline, and I know the impact that he's going to bring the guys uh, from a mental, from a mental standpoint. Not even just basketball, just from a mental standpoint of your preparation and trying to, you know, you got guys that want to be pros. Looking up to Calvert, the guy that played 13 years in the NBA. Uh, you got, you want to pick his brain on his approach and what he did. You know what I'm saying? Just going through tough times, going through slumps, missing shots. Calvert was big as far as, you know, help, helping us with that. For it's sure. incredible to have the Big Ten's all-time leading scorer standing oh, there, God. you know, and directing things and helping Coach Woodson. I know we're running out of time, but I do want to say I appreciate what you do. We come from the sports media side of things. Trisha Whitaker is here from the Tampa Bay Rays and Apple TV, and there's sports media alums all throughout this area. But, you know, the content that you provide and that so many there's so much that you can get on Indiana basketball and Indiana athletics around the country, our fans are very fortunate uh, to have players like yourself come back and show such great interest yeah. and be able to do stuff around the around the year. So it's much man, appreciated. Thank yes. y'all, man. We enjoyed having yeah, y'all. Man, there's no place I'd rather be today My than with these two right here. I'm uh, telling you. He says that, but I, there's a good chance yeah, he'd be in Buffalo's right now. <laughs> All right, y'all. Let's see, man. We appreciate y'all. That that sums up that episode.